We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Kenny, today, Morris O'Connor back with you as usual on the Friday. Uh, delighted to be here and we had such a lovely day here in Kilkenny. Absolutely gorgeous out, lovely sunshine. Wintry, of course, chilly, but um, brisk and fresh and it was lovely to be able to get out and about for a little while, even if it only was uh, having a quick walk around and about. But anyway, lovely day. Hopefully we get, get a little bit more of that at the weekend. We will have a little touch-in or check-in on the weather later on in the show. It's around the usual time anyway, in the middle of the show, probably after our first um, ad break. Uh, towards the end of the show as well, we'll be answering the question, can he kick it? And uh, joining me to answer that question will be uh, our own presenter, Fran Grinsel from Kilkenny Today on Thursday, and of course, well-known auctioneer and valuer from um, there on Dean Street. So Fran will be joining us towards the end of the show. And he'll be telling us if he can kick it or not and what that is all about. Um, as I mentioned, we'll have weather. Uh, we'll also have a conversation. I had a chat earlier on today with Odron Casey, who's a residential programs manager with Electric Ireland and we were chatting, chatting about um, energy efficiency in the home and in particular an announcement of a new initiative that Electric Ireland and Nissan have uh, coming together for in relation to electric vehicles so we'll be hearing that. Uh, we won't have any parish news for you of course to, today but sounds like as if uh, church services are going to be able to start recommending and that's from what we've heard earlier on in relation to the pre-announcement or leaking, if you want to call it that, of uh, the government's plans for relaxing restrictions from level five. And uh, as soon as we get something definite to bring you in relation to parish news, of course, we will do that. Now, just to start off today's show, uh, next Thursday, the December the 3rd, is the International Day of People with Disabilities. And uh, joining me to have a chat about that and what's planned for the day is Claire Cronin, who's the Communications Manager with the Disability Federation of Ireland. So good afternoon, Claire, and thanks for holding on the line there for me. Hello, Morris. Thank, thank you very much for giving some, some airtime to the campaign. You're very, very welcome indeed. Uh, a very interesting sounding theme uh, and indeed coloured theme for this year, Claire. Um, the theme is not all disabilities are visible and you're using the colour purple. So um, just give us a, a heads up on the, the, the background and the detail of those. Um, it's it's a United Nations um, international day, so it's celebrated all over the world, Morris. And I don't really know why purple has been chosen as the colour of disability, but somehow it is. And so, so what we do in the Disability Federation of Ireland is we mark the day here in Ireland by asking uh, landmark buildings and... Um, companies and all interested parties and supporters of people with disabilities to use the colour purple. The most mm. visible manifestation is, is in public lighting. So, for example, Trinity College in Dublin is all lit up purple, the GPO in Dublin. And this year, we're very excited to have Kilkenny Castle lit up in purple. So nice, when you're out and about, um, that'll be very visible. 
Mm, yeah, it should, it should be lovely. It look very light, soft color. Is it? Is it easy to arrange that sort of thing? I mean, we hear it happen. Well, St. Patrick's Fest Day Festival and, and and all of that, but yes. to, get, to get somebody to light up their building in purple, like is is it an easy thing to do? You'd be surprised. It's it's not not that difficult. So we say there are three easy steps for anyone to get involved, and I'll go through them with you because it doesn't take very long. Sure. So if it's some if it's a building like a, a fabulous landmark building like Kilkenny Castle, they have an outside lighting system, and um, with a lot of systems, it's just a matter of flicking a switch from ordinary light to purple to red to whatever colour. Um, then with some other buildings, most larger buildings, filters can be fitted. So let's say that, you know, it's like your own light bulb in your in your own house. You can just put a filtered paper over the the um, lighting system and then the, the lights will, will turn purple. And for anyone who's interested in doing that, we, we can uh, recommend some lighting um, consultants to them. It's pretty cheap. It's really only a matter of a coloured piece of um, a filter paper. Mm. Um, and then the third thing we would say to people, and particularly this year when people won't be in their offices, maybe they won't be out and about as much, is we can supply you with a purple back backdrop for your Teams or Zooms meetings. This would be for companies now. And then for every single individual, what we would be saying, so for example, to your listeners, um, if you're around Kilkenny Castle, stand in front in the beautiful purple light and take a photo of yourself or the castle um, or either one and post to social media using the hashtags purple lights and the hashtag for the International Day then is kind of unwieldy actually it's uh, i always get this wrong now so it's the the letters for international day of persons with disabilities that so that's you can work it out <laughs> you can work it out for yourself <laughs> I, I i think it's idpwd i think claire will thank get you that. very so much hashtag that's Hashtag IDPWD will will get that. Um, yeah. It sounds it sounds like a, a lovely way, I suppose, of raising awareness. And in particular, I think this year um, you and and all sorts of other organisations representing disabled people around the world seem to be focusing on the 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 not so obvious um, impairments that give rise to disabilities with people. Yeah, I I, I mean we feel this is really an, an excellent year to highlight this, Mars, because. Um, there are over half a million people in Ireland living with invisible disabilities, and uh, that's uh, most of those people would be uh, would be at at risk or high risk from COVID uh, nineteen, um, mm. and they're really not having an easy time. Uh, and we have, you know, we'll be we'll be doing some some case studies with people to highlight the sort of problems they're having. So uh, when people think about cocooning and the people who are vulnerable, I think we, we automatically think of older people. But we have a lot of younger people who've been basically in lockdown since since February. And while there's loads of people looking forward to the end of the Level 5 restrictions next week, for, for you know, an awful lot of that half a million people with invisible disabilities, there will be no end. Um, mm. So we're we're talking about things like people with cystic fibrosis, which is um, a disability that affects the lungs, people with diabetes, people with any sort of an, a compromised immune system. That would be people, you know, with with uh, with with different types of cancers, 
um, people with acquired brain injury. So, so the founder of the campaign is a disability activist called Gary Carney, who is um, an acquired he is an acquired brain injury survivor, um, and he's not at high risk, but he would be medium risk. So it's not easy going out and about at the moment because, um, you know, because the disability is invisible. Uh, I think no quarter is given. So what Mm. we're saying is don't judge the disability by its visibility. You know, give everyone the two meters and wear Mm. the masks to protect Mm, those high-risk people. Sounds like a great thing because I think I'm sure like the vast majority of listeners, they could probably name, um, you know, the, the classic uh, conditions that people, um, disabled people are, are kind of de- demonstrating and uh, and have and all the rest. And, you know, wheelchairs are the obvious kind mm. of archetypal thing. And yep. as you say, there's so many people who are disabled that um, have nothing to do with wheelchairs or anything else for like like that for that for that matter. Um, just be, while we have you on then, Claire, um, you know, listeners may not be terribly familiar with the Disability Federation of Ireland itself. What is it and what, what do you do in there? Uh, well, the Disability Federation of Ireland is an umbrella group, Morris, for over 120 voluntary and community disability groups. So um, we are, we our members include people like the kind of people uh, people that you'd be familiar with, like the Re- Rehab, Enable Ireland, the Cystic Fibros- uh, Fibrosis uh, Foundation, Epilepsy Ireland. That's another hidden disability. Uh, nearly everyone really in the um, the physical and neuro area acquired brain injury Ireland Hedgeway Ireland um, all those groups so we represent those I suppose um, sort of a national level and, and all the things that are of joint interest to us we campaign yeah. on those issues Yeah, I think um, just looking very briefly at your website I've just opened it up in front of me that it seems you're Kind of your core objective, I suppose you describe it, is to make Ireland a fairer and more equal place for in which disabled people can can live and, and thrive. Um, yes. in, in that regard, like, do, do you have a sense of how do we compare here in Ireland with other countries? Are we good, bad, or indifferent with enabling people who are disabled? Um, well, at the moment, we we couldn't say we are doing terribly well. In most European comparisons, we don't we don't come up anywhere near the top of the list. Particularly worrying would be employment rates. Um, very oh, right. poor and, and uh, I mean obviously you know if you don't have access to work you're at huge risk of poverty and um, we're very close people with disabilities are at much much higher risk of of poverty because you know they're forced to live on, on benefits and the benefits aren't terribly generous um, we'd be very concerned about things like the hidden cost of disability so mm. during uh, the pandemic it's become clear that nobody can live on, nobody can live for, for very long on 205 euros a week. No. Uh, that is, sorry, uh, that's very, very close to the disability allowance, I, I believe. I, I If I have a, if I have a, a couple of euros wrong, I apologise. Um, uh, right. People can't, can't live um, on that, yeah, you know, but they're expected yeah. to and also carry the extra costs of disability, which are considerable. Yeah, and you're you're talking about you know the the uh, employment and the link between lack of employment or employment opportunity and poverty, and I think that's well established generally, re- even mm. in the general population. But then when you're when you're when you're I suppose you're considering um, disabled people, there's also the the broader impacts amongst kind of 
family and carers and stuff and reduced employment opportunities and reduced earning potential, you know, for people who have to dedicate so much of their time as they do and willingly so to, to looking after um, lots of people who are disabled. Yes, I mean, the point we make is that there's a couple of, I suppose, big misunderstandings about disability. I, I think people classically think, we've been talking about this today with the campaign, they classically picture maybe somebody in a wheelchair. And they, they might also then think, oh, you know, that's, gosh, that was something that that person was born with, that person with the disability was born with. But actually, disability is a club that anyone can join uh, at any time. Um, and most people with a disability acquire the disability during their lifetime. So it, there's no them and us, we, we always mm. say. You know, it's not, mm. oh, yeah, those people with the disabilities. God love and them. It, you know, that could be... No, it could be it could be anyone. And the older you get, of course, sadly, the, the more likely you are to, uh, to join that club. To, to pick up something, indeed. Um, and yeah. then on behalf of those 120-plus um, organisations that you mentioned there, um, Claire, um, would you have been in a position to or actively working or did you actually put in a, a submission on behalf of those organisations to the, the government prior to Budget 2021? And how did that work out? So what, what, was there anything in the budget for disabled people? Probably that's the easiest way to ask the question. Um, well, it wasn't a bad budget for people with disabilities, but of course, you know, we um, we sadly never get uh, get get as much as we need. We 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 certainly did put in a pre-budget submission, which anybody can read and access on our website. So that would be www.disability-federation.ie. Um, but unfortunately, we uh, we have an awful lot of catching up to do, Morris because pretty deep cuts were made um, during the last recession, that would be 2008, and disability uh, spending never really caught up. So, mm. you know, we're, we're kind of running to stand still. Um, we were very pleased uh, to see um, a committee, uh, for the first time ever, a Doyle committee established on disability matters. And that might sound a bit, you know, what the hell, what's the point in that? But... Um, if there is oversight and scrutiny uh, at a Doyle level, you know, people will be familiar, say, with something like the, the Public Accounts Commission of the Doyle. A lot of Indeed. hard questions yeah. are answered. So we feel that's very important. So we have, we have signed and ratified the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. We have a National Disability Strategy. We have an awful lot of really excellent policies what we really need now is some implementation. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember just going back um, a number of years ago, um, Claire, I actually did a, a short um, level five QQI, I think it was, um, course in relation to access issues for disabled people. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the presenter, but he was from the um, Institute of Technology. The very first things he, he, he was very... Um, very, very strong about his terminology and he kind of virtually insisted that we use the terminology kind of disabled um, people rather than people with disabilities to try and get it into our heads that it's it's an attitude thing as much as anything else and mm. that, um, you know, that I, I take a very trivial example of myself being um, short-sighted and like, I fine, it's fine, I have no issues and it's um, that impairment is fine when I wear glasses. But like if everything, if all the signage around the place was very, very small and in poorly contrasting letters, I would be effectively disabled by that. 
And it's mm. it's taking that kind of principle on. I mean, is that is that something that that yourselves and the Disability Federation of Ireland would kind of endorse as a way, as a, as a way of looking at issues that, um, as, as I would prefer to describe, them, disabled people. Um, yeah, face I'm speaking personally now, Morris. I'm, I'm just going to take my take my communications hat off with, with DFI. I feel that the important thing is to get uh, to get a focus and to get a, a national discussion going on disability. And the language the, the, the language issue can be very divisive. You know, people saying, "I wouldn't know. I want to be people with disabilities. I want to be referred to this way or that way." Yeah. Basically, yeah. really, hand on my heart, whatever suits. Whatever, whatever a person feels comfortable with is fine with me. I just want the matter discussed. Yeah, I suppose so that's a people good People do have very, very strong feelings about it, but I, I tend to think it's a bit of a waste of energy as long as the language is respectful. So we yeah. usually use people with, people with disabilities because some people are very hurt if the disability, they, they feel first and foremost yeah. they are people. Oh, right, so I, I, I know you're pressed for time there, Claire, and uh, you've, we've kept you quite a bit longer maybe than you you, you, you might have intended or thought. But just one last question for you. On, on next Thursday, then, the International Day of People with Disabilities, um, if the government were to pick up the phone to you and say, OK, um, there's w- just tell us one thing that the government w- will commit to doing uh, and an- or announcing or whatever, committing to on that, on that day as a gesture or a marking the support for the day and the government's... Um, uh, intentions is there one thing that you could pick and say yeah please do this what would it be oh, it w- would be implement implementing the united nations Con- convention on the rights of, of persons with disabilities because that guarantees equality and that's all we're looking for we're not looking for special treatment for people with disabilities we are looking for equality so that's mm-hmm. equal access to employment to education to the bus to the train, into your local hospital, whatever. I mean, just think about it, you know, mm. that that mm. would really do it all. Great. Well, look, it's been lovely talking to you, Claire. Uh, have a lovely it's been weekend. A pleasure, we, hope that, um, we hope that uh, next Thursday, the International Day of People with Disabilities will be. Um, they uh, well marked and will raise lots of awareness. We look forward to seeing our castle down here lit up in purple um, when the light, when the daylight uh, fades later on in the can, evening. Can thanks, I, can thanks I just ask your your, uh, your listeners to take photos and post them because uh, we would love to see the castle too. Those of us who can't make it down there. Great. Thanks a million for joining us, Claire. Thank Have you. a lovely weekend. Thank Have you. a lovely weekend. Bye now. And there you go. That was Claire Cronin, who is the communications manager for the Disability Federation of Ireland. Um, their website, as Claire mentioned, is disability-federation.ie. And uh, you can probably find more about the International Day of People with Disabilities um, on the website there. It's 24 minutes after five o'clock uh, right now here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. By the time we took our first ad break of the show, uh, do stay with us. Text number 086-353-7782 as usual. And uh, we look forward to being back with you in a couple of minutes' time just after these. We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. And welcome back. And it's now about uh, 28 minutes past five o'clock. Now, earlier on today, I spoke to Odron, manager in the residential markets area with Electric Ireland, the energy provider subsidiary of ESB, of course. And uh, Odron was telling me that they have just launched a uh, 
joint promotion with Nissan around uh, electric vehicles. And to, but before we got onto electric vehicles, Odin, uh, we started talking with uh, Odin about uh, some research and the results of research around uh, behaviors and attitudes to um, energy efficiency in around the home. And uh, we, let's have a listen to that conversation just now. Odrin Casey, Product Manager at Residential Markets with Electric Ireland. Uh, thanks very much for joining us here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Lovely to have you with us. Uh, Odrin, thanks, you, you've, you've, um, with Electric Ireland has been involved, I think, for uh, a while in a programme called Brighter Energy Research Tracker. Um, can you just start by telling us about what the, the research was and how long it's been going on for and the obvious things about what, what you've been asking people about and... Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, so I suppose I'll start by saying, so our, our Brighter Together program, um, th this is our, our strategy in, in Electric Ireland, and it's it's designed to support homes, businesses, and, and I suppose communities overall to collectively contribute towards the transition to a low-carbon future. And as part of that, we're, um, I suppose, measuring uh, customers' um, views on energy usage, um, and our, our latest uh, insights, um, so, some of the interesting ones that we, we've pulled out um, is that 85% of customers are, are willing to make a change to their behaviour to reduce the carbon footprint. And that's up 12% since we since uh, started this year. So um, I think the impact of COVID overall, um, they, people spending more time at home, um, they're they're more uh, aware of what, what they're using and they're willing to make that change, um, which is a really positive indicator for ourselves. Mm. Um, and the other positive um, insight that we, we've taken from this is that 89% of people um, believe that energy providers like Electric Ireland um, should help people lower their carbon footprint um, mm. through new products and services. Um, one of which I'll talk about uh, in a couple of minutes around the Nissan partnership. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just, just go back to the yeah back to the eight, that eighty five percent the willingness to change behaviour as you say a very big increase um, uh, possibly due to to COVID and as you say people's awareness of what it's actually like living at home and yeah. comfort levels around all of that and the energy use that goes with that um, yeah willingness to change behaviour I suppose is is a very good positive place to start. Um, but I suppose then, is there anything in the research that you've done that kind of illustrates things that would make people move from being willing to actually taking action than to uh, to to manage their energy manage their energy use? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I suppose we have a range of, of products and services that help customers do this, um, and we've seen over the last two years certainly a big increase. Um, in the take-up of smart heating controls, for example. So these allow customers to, I suppose, set really accurate timers for their heating and hot water, and they it, it can all be controlled um, through a mobile phone app. Um, so the idea behind it is that um, you're only heating the house uh, when you absolutely need to, and you're, you're not heating, heating an empty house. Um, so I think the, the big increase uh, in the uptake of these products really shows that customers are, are willing to, you know, um, to, to make that move to, to control their, their, their usage more. Mm, which I suppose is what, what people would mostly experience, all right, in terms of home comfort is, is uh, heating. Country. Yeah. And on on that on that particular subject, and I only noticed actually in uh, yesterday's Irish Times, I think um, Thursday the twenty sixth, there was a a feature. If not, it wasn't Wednesday, 
on uh, eight different options, all right, for um, for smart heating controls, and they all have different features and functions and everything. It's typical technology, you know. You could be bewildered by the choice, yeah. but it it did make me wonder about like what what way do those work best with um, a heating system in the house? I'm nearly thinking of my own, where it's an older house, the heating isn't zoned. Um, I mean, yeah. one one the rooms are all very inherently different in terms of their natural levels of of warmth. Um, so yep. the amount of heat to boost them up to comfortable levels can be very different from room to room. So how did all those um, uh, smart heating controls work in in those that kind of typical context? Yeah, so um, so we've got three products. Um, so the the first one is um, it's it's an Irish company called Climote. They're based in uh, County Louth, and um, Climote is is a it's, it's I suppose it's designed in Ireland for for Ireland for Irish homes. So it works very well. It can control. I suppose one zone, two zone, or three zones. So I suppose the heating zone is where you can control your upstairs and downstairs um, independently and hot water independently. So Climo can take one, two, or three zones, um, and it's it's a huge seller for us. Um, then on the higher end, um, you've got a product called Honeywell Evo Home. So this is, um, I suppose, a, a multi-zone heating control. So if you can imagine each radiator in your home. Um, on the little control knob, uh, we replaced that with a with a motorized um, control. So essentially, you you create virtual zones for every room in your house. So it's really, as you're saying, you're 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 kind of essentially the the heart of it is just replacing the radiator valve, is it? Yeah, absolutely, and that uh, it's electronically opens and closes it, so that you're only heating the rooms that you need. And it's all linked back to some central control where you can. It is, yeah. So there's a little end. Um, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a really good um, system for uh, Irish homes. Um, you know, they're generally designed um, with a with a cold side and a and a warm side. You know, based on Tell the, me the orientation. So, it, yeah, you know, I, I I'm I'm currently in the cold zone at the moment. Um, but it, likewise, Honeywell Evo Home is uh, is it's a really good system at kind of balancing out the the temperature in your home. Right. Okay. So these these are all things anyway. In terms of responding to that, what you mentioned, eighty nine percent of respondents to your research looking to energy providers like yourselves to to help, and they're the kind of the practical help. But you you also have going with that. I think what I've seen uh, in your press release, something called a brighter energy together program. So that's is that building on the kind of that those kind of offerings that you have. Or is, there's there is yeah. more to that, isn't there? We we'll get onto the the electric vehicle part of that in, in a moment. Yeah, so so brighter together. It's it's our overarching strategy. So um, that includes, I suppose, you know, th- there's a lot of um, there's a job for Electric Ireland to do to educate Ireland on um, energy and how they use it in the home. Um, so into 2021, we'll be doing um, a lot of activity around educating customers on that, and then introducing new products and services. Um, you know, at the moment we've got like I said, the smart heating controls, um, we've got solar PV panels, um, we've got uh, an energy efficiency incentive. So we, we give money back on customers' bills when they um, do things like uh, attic insulation and wall insulation. So we've got a, a, a wide range of, of products and services that fit under this brighter together strategy. And we're going to be building on that into 2021 and beyond. Mm. 
I suppose that's one of the things I was going to ask you. I think we will maybe we'll, we'll uh, just one more thing before we get on to the the new initiative you've launched with um, Nissan around electric vehicles. Um, I think part of the and I could to take as it going back to my point about taking that willingness and translating it into action. I think there may be a perception out there that there's still substantial upfront costs involved in making a serious impact on on a home's inherent energy efficiency. Um, you know, it's it's one thing having the controls over heating and all the rest, but if you're leaking heating all over the heat all over the place, well, you know, it's still it's still a, a lot of energy going out there, one way or the other. So the, the cost of, of dealing with that one, it can be is perceived to be quite substantial up front. And is there a role in in the kind of program that you're involved in with getting involved in, maybe trying to work around ways of removing that upfront cost barrier, and maybe that you kind of then take. Okay, customers, consumers like myself would would save on energy costs, but you, if you guys kind of took the savings, left me spending the same amount, net amount on energy, but but also having covered all those energy upgrades, is that a kind of a model that might work for energy suppliers like yourselves? Yeah, um, absolutely, and and that's 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 something that the the industry as a whole is definitely looking at. Um, you know, there there's large targets for Ireland to hit in terms of. Um, retrofitting homes um, and as part of that you know we have that energy efficiency incentive so um, there are gr- plenty of grants available from the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland and in addition to those mm. grants we, we offer further money back onto the customer's bill um, when, when they complete these energy efficiency measures. Um, yeah so um, I, I think we're going to see a, a big increase um, in those um, home retrofits in, in the coming years. Part of I think the, uh, the 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 Bright Energy Together program that you've just announced, particularly uh, in relation to electric vehicles, generally getting a lot of uh, coverage in the media these days with new more and more models coming out. But you've you've partnered with um, Nissan, who of course are one of the first to really go companies to go seriously after um, the the electric vehicle market uh, way back when. I think they're probably at least ten years, if not more, in that space yeah. already. But so you've you've something new that you've just announced in partnership with Nissan. Yeah, so um, again, as, as part of our, our broader together strategy, so we want to help customers make that make that step into um, electric vehicles. So we've partnered with Nissan. So as you said, they're, they're the, the leaders in electric vehicles. Um, of all electric vehicles sold in Ireland, they've, they've sold 40%, um, which is a, an amazing stat. Um, mm-hmm. So what we're doing is for all new Nissan Leafs purchased between now and the 31st of March, um, they will come with a free home charger um, worth €899. Euro. So we'll supply and install that um, when co- customers sign up to our 100% green electricity tariff. Yeah, it sounds like a very attractive offer because I think one of the, 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 I suppose the big persuaders around um, adoption of electric vehicles seems to be that ability to charge at home at, and particularly at night electricity rates if you have a, a dual meter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and um, the, the chargers we offer um, come with a, a smartphone app as well. So you, you can um, schedule it to charge during the night time, um, which reduces the cost. There are government announcements in Budget 2021 around changes to VRT and road tax and the carbon tax, of course, has already come into place. I presume yeah. that, that it's also you know, supporting movement eventually anyway, slowly or but surely towards electric vehicles. Yeah, um, absolutely. So um, electric vehicles will get um, marginally um, 
more affordable, um, but the likes of your petrol and diesels will increase uh, in price overall. Mm. Um, and we've already seen, um, I suppose, just looking at the the sales trends for 2020, the the overall market for for petrol and diesel cars. Um, it's been a really challenging year for for that industry. So petrol and diesel sales are down 31 percent. Um, but on the flip side, uh, electric vehicles are actually up 20 percent. So they've they've um, they've gone in the right direction, and we're hoping to see that increase then into next year. The kind of the non-cost based barriers anyway to adoption of electric vehicles seem to be um, tumbling fairly rapidly. Yeah. Um, there's maybe still the perception that they're a wee bit on the expensive side in comparison to an equivalent um, uh, fossil fuel based vehicle, but uh, never mind. Just to finish off then, Odin, it's been lovely having the chat with you. Um, your Brighter Energy Research Tracker, is, is that a continuing uh, research? Yes, yeah, so the research tracker uh, is run every quarter um, and uh, each quarter we'll be releasing um, new insights uh, as to how customers are feeling towards their energy consumption and the energy industry overall. So we're looking forward to the next release of that. Okay, yeah, we look forward to that, to seeing what the outputs of that and maybe we'll have you back to tell us, give us an update at some later stage. Thanks a million for joining us anyway, Audrey. It's been lovely uh, talking to you. Thanks very much, Morris. Thank you. And that was Odrin Casey, who's a product manager in residential markets with Electric Ireland and electricireland.ie is probably where you can find uh, more information if you're interested in finding out more about those products that uh, Odrin was mentioning there. Or indeed, I'm sure the local Nissan dealer, if you're in the market or in the hunt for an electric car and you want a free charger, as Odrin was promising there between Nissan and DSP, they would install for you. If you buy a Nissan car, they'll put in 899 euros worth of charger free. Uh, you won't get the electricity free, but uh, I suppose you can't have everything. Um, just before we go to the ads, I think it would be worthwhile just uh, if you haven't, if you don't, uh, haven't remembered that, uh, or you're not aware that there will be a uh, an interruption to water supply um, tomorrow and um, uh, Saturday the 28th and uh, Kilkenny County Council have information about that up on their website and including the uh, locations for water tankers uh, while the interruption to supply actually happens. Um, they, the notice uh, on the website says, uh, to facilitate essential water work, a planned interruption to the water supply will take place in Kilkenny City and environs on Saturday 28th of November, that's tomorrow, from midnight, 0000 hours, until uh, 2200, 10pm. Uh, so basically all day starting from uh, midnight, uh, midnight tonight really. Um, water tanker locations will be available at St. Canis's Church, at the Watershed, at the Kilkenny Scouts Den and at O'Loughlin Gales GAA Club between the hours of 8 o'clock in the morning and 7 p.m. in the evening. So that's tomorrow. Uh, probably not a nice bit of news if you hadn't already heard it, but uh, being prepared, I suppose, has been forewarned as forearmed, as they say. And uh, hopefully it won't be a, a massive disruption. It'll just change the schedule for the day, maybe. Fill up the kettles, uh, fill up some buckets for flushing toilets and all the rest if you can in advance and uh, you'll probably be, you get yourselves through the day. And if you do need to go to um, get some more water, uh, the locations again are St. Canis's Church, The Watershed, Kilkenny Scouts Den and O'Loughlin Gales GAA Club between the hours of 8 o'clock in the morning 
and 7 p.m. tomorrow evening. That's Saturday 28th. So there you are, interruption to the water supply and hopefully it'll be worth it. Um, now it's just coming up to quarter to six, not far off that anyway. We better take another ad break and we'll be back with Fran Grinsel who will be able to answer the question for us. I stay with us here in Kilkenny today on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Back in a couple of minutes just after these. We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Nicholas O'Brien and Shaw. Curra and Ish Steve, Eshtaklum, a radio fobble car Kilkinig, 88.7 FM, a Renee Clog, Goss Saharan, nor a big me a kind for Kursi Atula. Marshin, Faltuk Kyolagas Kora, Goss Saharan, a radio fobble car Kilkinig, 88.7 FM, a Renee Clog, Le Oriot or Sam Hyrie Chadwicks. Spirit Alive every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock with Father Willie Purcell and Heidi Good. An oasis of Christian reflection, music, prayer and interviews. Sponsored by Shazby's Funeral Home, opposite St. Kieran Cemetery, Kilkenny City. You're listening to Kilkenny Today with Morris O'Connor on Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. And welcome back, and uh, it's good to have you back. It's now just uh, coming up to around about 12 minutes to 6 o'clock or there, thereabouts. And uh, as it teased up the last item from today's show with uh, that uh, intriguing question, can he kick it? And uh, the man who's going to answer that question first is on the line now for me. Frank Grinsel, can you? Hey, Morris, it's not a question, can I kick it? It's what level I can kick it to. Oh, and, right. And, and, and a question if then, is it? Well, I'll be close to the board, so one or two far to kick it, so I'll be all right, like. Right, so be, this be, is, uh, yeah, like, let, let's kind of give the listeners a bit of detail on, on uh, what, what the campaign is. This is football. So wh- what are you actually planning to do, Fran? Well, during the summer there, there was, um, I, I, during the first lockdown, I actually kicked it. I had a, 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 an 8x4 board with a poster on it, a sign on it outside my house at home, and I read a, raised a phenomenal amount of money for homelessness. Uh, a huge amount of money just came through and, and people were really kind and generous and all I did was kick it again the board for an hour every evening you know but during the summer it was nice to do it so the mayor then John Coonan uh, called down here one day he was asking about what could I do to help for the for for his fund because he's he's operating the fund the mayor's fund different this year he's not di- distributing the money he's giving it to two charities who are going to look after it so I said yeah Grant I'll, I'll put a board in the car park in Dean Street and I kick the ball from six to seven every evening in Dean Street. Oh, whatever, right. uh, whatever I gather, you can have. So the loan charity would be a, would be probably a favourite charity of mine. So I'm doing it for a loan, and uh, I think the the Lions Club will get some of it as well in some way. That's it. Yeah, so, so just following deal. on from obviously following on um, from the great success in in the summer. So you've you have um, you have history in this, as they say. Uh, is there much training involved in this? Do you have to get yourself. Uh, no. up? Uh, listen, you're talking about that. Just turn up and put a pair of runners on. I, I I just kick it off the thing. There, it's more of a crack than that. People come down and see me. We'll have the old buzz. There's a plan for the last night of it, which will be Friday. It's twelve nights in a row. Twelve days of Christmas, going to say it like that, and it's twelve nights in a row. Uh, for an hour a night and I'll basically just be tapping the ball off the wall and I will kick a ball anyone knows me will, will tell you Morris I love kicking the football I kick mm. it all day off a wall if you ask me I just love it, the buzz 
and so I'm happy doing it but the fact that lads will donate money to charity for me doing it is even better still yeah That's yeah do you think you might have anybody anything. are you asking or welcoming anybody to join in or is this um, a solo yeah there's lads coming yeah there will lads come all the time and, and that's what used to happen at home as well and people will drop in with money and just come down for the buzz and the laugh as well but on the last night I think uh, we're going to be broadcasting from there Community Radio Kenny City and there's a podcast going to happen there uh, some of the boys are, are bringing down the old instruments and it's going to be a session down there Santi is going to come around there so, so we can try and do it as much as we can with social distance or whatever but now the lads volunteer to do this I wouldn't I'd be happy on my own to do it as well it wouldn't matter like but uh, mm. it, it mm. isn't something that it's no big deal I'm happy going out kicking a football if I can get a few pounds for, for charity brilliant and that's as simple as it is it's no big deal at all yeah, I suppose um, the only thing you can't control is the weather and hopefully it'll be kind well, to you anyway. Um, what what night is it? I, I know you mentioned the 12 days of Christmas, which is obvious. So like, what, what starting, night are you actually starting from? A Monday, next Monday, and I'm going through to the Friday week. And I oh, really okay, won't so care if it rains or not because anyone that plays the game shit, look, you, you get a bit wet or you get fully wet. It doesn't matter, you're wet anyway. You're cold or you're fully cold, it doesn't matter, you're cold. So you just... Be grand, be okay. I suppose, you know? suppose and once I get a few pounds, I'll be delighted about it, you know. If you can stay warm at all, I suppose, doing it, you'll be fine. Yeah, and yeah, it sounds like a bit of crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. must have been a good footballer then in your younger days. I probably wouldn't uh, not be, well, being a ball in history, but I suspect you might have been associated with freebooters what? in some way, were you? Well, well, well I am. But you I, are? I, I, I still am. But, but I bred better than what I was myself, so <laughs> that probably. Anyway, David got his foot in as well. David would be top class man, all right. Uh, my son, right. so I might get him to to fall in. He's happy enough to come in around as well and give me a hand on that. The boys be very good that way. I might get three of them in. You wouldn't know, like, but uh, they're lucky enough to can all kick a football, yeah. Right. Is and, there, but for is this, you be... don't need to be good. It's okay. Yeah, you know? and there's nothing nothing nerdy like about keeping count of the number of times you hit the board or anything like that? No. This is no. it, come here. This is just me just doing this to raise a few pounds. If, if, if it was going to be technique or anything else it would be gone out the door I'm, I was happy enough to do I can't believe we say like Pat Tracy did a, a, a thing there for the radio I know what you call it but um, so the, they are making a bit of effort this year I, I, at this time I made very little effort the last time I just contacted people with WhatsApp and that so there'll be videos done every night and I'll torment people to get money in and it's all going to a cause like well Lone yeah. is a fantastic charity yeah. where people are visited and looked after and it's 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 probably the perfect year for that charity because it's very much in demand at the moment. You know, how sad things Abs- are. Yeah, but it'll be good old crack, Morris. You can come down and stand and go. I'd love to be turn weird old ball off you. It'd be great crack. You know, <laughs> I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. Either. I'd be I'd be on the other side of the board. I think from. No, no, no you'd be grand. With we'll you turn your butt. We could have a competition. <laughs> Bang it off of yeah. Morris's bum. Ten euros oh, a goal. Very much. There is that they do the lots. I know the young lads do that sort of thing anyway, don't they? What is it, red ass or something they call it? Is it? And well, I'd have, I'd have, I would turn him. Uh, I'd have no bother lad hitting me for ten euros. He can drive it at me all he wants. Wants to give me ten euros. No bother. Right. And, and but it actually, just on, on in relation to like, we better get and get serious just so that people know um, how it is that they can actually donate um, money. I know you've set up um, a donation page on a yeah. website called idonate.ie. Yeah. So that's one. Yeah. Um, and I think um, they just have to, people just have to look up your name. I went to it there and there's. Uh, yeah, it will. It'll be on our own. Fran uh, Grinsel. Yeah, it's on Fran Grinsel properties. It'll be on. It'll be around everywhere on Facebook because a few of the Kenny lads when they'll match the rover will give me a hand as well 
the hurlers and that and, and a lot of the boys around town will probably give me a hand to push it um, so it'll be everywhere but people will come down Morris and hand me money that will happen mm. the last time I last time I got 3,000 something in cash handed to me as well as donated online so I, I, I'm not sure how much I'll get this time but it was a phenomenal response the last time but I have a target of 5 uh, 5,000 and then when, when I beat that then I'll go for another 5 and if I beat that, then right, I'd know what I'm going for another five, you know. <laughs> so, so I don't stuff. mind, but uh, yeah. uh, the mayor was looking very nice about it. He said, if you get a hundred euros, fine. But I already have a thousand um, kind of promised anyway, so I, I, I'll have a go at it. Like, uh, Excellent. So you have a, you know, you'll have a, it'll be you'll great. Have the lights, lights, cameras, action, and a few buckets um, laid out around the car park anyway to pick up the few bucks. <laughs> There'll be lights of a car. You don't know what I'm like. I'd be happy turning up with a car and pointing the lights at the board and banging it off. And, and I really won't care. And and there'll be a bucket there if someone wants to throw a few pounds in. And I'll have selection boxes for any kids who are going around. I'll probably give away the ball every evening as well. And just uh, oh, there'll be a new good. ball every evening. So I'd no better giving them away very either. Good. Very good. And you haven't, uh, enough, have you, like, have you uh, any plans to, apart from Santa, I think you mentioned, who's going to drop in any other celebrities apart from Santa that might be joining you to kick a ball um, around for a bit? Well, there'll be buddies of mine that will be way more talented than me, that that uh, that were talented, maybe not as much now, but in their day were very good. So they'll all come down at different times. And yeah, look, I, I don't mind, Morris. Once I get a few quid, I don't mind who turns up, you know, that kind of way I'm happy, like, uh, it's all going to the mayor and to the mayor's fund, so it will help people and help them locally as well, which is huge, so, yeah. it's, it's, so it's, yeah. it's, it'll all stay local, so whatever money I mm. get, fine, and look at it, I, I recognise the fact that, I, that I'm privileged to be in a position that people recognise me and, you know, acknowledge that I've been making an effort and donate because of it, so I'm happy to be doing that, like, and I and I thank you over there as well, Community Radio Kenny City, for doing what you've done for me. Because it is actually profiling a bit more, and I'm, and I'm thankful of that, you know, really am. Well, make sure if you're organising anything by way of the weather, organise a decent night for when uh, when we have uh, our OB unit down there to, <sighs> we leave that to God. cover you live <laughs> anyway. We won't have our yeah. lads standing out in the rain now if we can help it, I'd say, with all our all our gear that'll be a bit a uh, bit of a challenge but no it, it, uh, looks, it sounds it, like a great old fundraiser and a great thing well it is I'd down beside the house of stoves Morris said no do you know it's a new shop the house of stoves and uh, the chapter of Morrissey's Park Morrissey's phenomenal shop and I do it, indeed uh, yeah yeah well I'll be using his lights and probably be able to put the we'll be able to put the gear in, 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 in that shop as well so we'll, we'll manage that well with the weather too but I look at people come down grand but the big thing is that I gather money and just that is used indeed, and indeed. Um, you, don't, you don't happen to know um, off the top of your head what's the other charity then that, um, the, the, the Lions Club front? it's with the Lions Club oh yeah yeah yeah. No, I, I don't know how, I don't know how the, like they do huge work anyway but John is, is uh, John Coonan has decided to use the Lions Club and alone to to distribute the money for him as to what comes in for him so uh, I, I know year, last year there used to be people going around with vouchers 25 euro vouchers and Butcher's voucher. So he's standing back and he's that yeah. charity. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure both of them, like pretty much every charity in the country, are probably suffering because of um, oh, drops yeah. of, off a cliff of the fundraising this year because of COVID. So they'll be uh, both alone, I think, and thrilled um, yeah. to get it. And, charity, uh, you'll make a massive amount of money for them anyway, all by yourself, if nothing else. Well, I won't look at it. I would, you wouldn't be, I'd be only kicking the football. Whatever comes in off is brilliant, you know. And, oh, yeah. But everybody else would be making the money. I, I, I'll be. Yeah, look, at just uh, I'll be in the car park and whatever comes in after that, 
I'm delighted. You know, I really am. Well, like, and I would well, be humbled by you, it. Fair juice for getting out and doing it. It's a, it's a commitment. You I mean you might play it down yourself and you, you describe it as only having a bit of crack. But you look, it's it's a commitment. You're going to be doing that 12 days, an hour a day, um, you know, essentially in the middle of winter. And, uh, you know, I know it's just outside the office door there if you're there on Dean Street. But at the same time, it's a, it's a big commitment to do so. Fair, fair juice for doing it. And hopefully you will get a crowd and you get loads of money. And thanks for coming on to talk to us about it anyway. Fran. I'm we'll already to talk to you again. Have a great yeah, weekend. Talk to you again. Thanks for Cheers, Fran. Okay, bye-bye. 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 And that's a uh, uh, local auctioneer, of course, very well-known character around town, Fran Grinsel, who'll be there at 7 o'clock for uh, 12 minutes, uh, 12, <laughs> excuse me, 12 days, an hour at a time, every night. Um, so do drop down if you're passing by. Uh, make sure you bring a bit of cash, drop it in the buckets or whatever. Or you can go on to Fran's iDonate page at uh, if you go on to um, idonate.ie and uh, look up Fran Grinsel. You'll find uh, you'll find his page there. You can pay online if you prefer to drop him a few bob that way. So that's all we've time for on today's Kilkenny uh, today on today's show. Um, thanks for having um, your company over the last hour. So thanks a million to Declan Gibbons for running the desk for me, and to Anne Nolan as usual for helping me produce, and indeed to my guests Fran Grinsel there, uh, Audrey Casey from Electric Garland before him, and indeed Claire Cronin from the Disability Federation of Ireland um, at the top of the show um, who do have a lovely weekend stay safe stay well and if there is any half decent weather over the weekend enjoy it get out and about a bit get some fresh air and uh, look forward to being back with you again on Tuesday and make remarks reminding me to say Beg Mayor Asherish Day March Queen. Um so do have a good weekend until then take care We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM